Welcome, baseball fans. It is time once again for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, how you doing? Good, sir. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Trying to stay cool. Trying to stay cool. It is hotter than blazes here in Atlanta. Hottest summer you can remember in a long time? In a long time, but not the hottest I can remember. No? What's the hottest you can remember? I remember when my son was like 14 or 15, he was on a traveling team that was in a tournament, and he was having to catch double headers in 100-degree heat seemingly every day. Uh, so that's you know 13, 14 years ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also the 20th anniversary of the 96 Olympics here in Atlanta. Fond memories of back that when? Again, uh, I, my son was working at the Olympics when the bomb went off. And wow. for uh, a, an hour or so, I was somewhat concerned. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, I mean, especially in how the city has just grown exponentially since then and the fact that the games themselves went off so poorly with the traffic and everything and of course Wasn't the bombing. Wasn't that the last uh, Olympics where uh, baseball was a uh, spectator or I mean or they were giving it a, a shot I mean it wasn't a, a metal sport but they were like they competed? Know, yeah or something like it that. It might have been. I thought maybe they, they played up and until the World Baseball Classic started but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I remember watching the torch going on Roswell Road. That was right. my that was my fondest memory. So I remember that as well. Yeah, there you go. That was Muhammad Ali's Olympics, right? You know more than anything. But. Right, right, absolutely. That was that was the iconic moment. But sadly, right. it really failed in most of the other areas. Carrie <laughs> right, right. Strug, though. Carrie Strug. You know that was that was iconic as well. There's always some little gymnast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you looking forward to the Rio Olympics this year? One would say they might not even happen. No, uh, I think it's interesting that uh, Olympic, I mean, that the Russian track and field team is eliminated and nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, that says so much right there because of the uh, the P- PED use and uh, whatnot in uh, track and field that it's become really insignificant. Yeah, it used to be in track and field. If suddenly Russia was disqualified, you would say, "Well, so and so is like set to win a medal." So and so, nobody knows who they are anymore. I don't know anyone on the U.S. track team. And right. it, speaking of Atlanta, I mean that was the year of Michael Johnson right. in the gold Nike shoes, setting the world record. But you know, yeah, I mean maybe because the international track stars are the stars. The nationalistic aspect of the Olympics just isn't what it used to be. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And, you know, the more and more that countries or or, or organizations start having their own World Cups, like hockey, you Mm -hmm. know, I know it's a Winter Olympic sport, of course, but hockey has its own World Cup coming up in September. You know, there's not going to be any premier event, but golf is back. Hey, good for golf. (laughs) Yeah, but nobody's going. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) exactly. But the Winter Olympics, I like more because they're sports that I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Curling. (laughs) Just a bunch of yelling at each other with brooms. (laughs) That's great. I'll watch that. I'll watch that that more than track. So, well, in baseball, it is one of our favorite times of year, and that is the trade deadline, which is uh, rapidly approaching on Sunday. Um, so for our first to third today, we're going to go deep into the trade deadline. But right out of the box, the Hall of Fame induction was this past weekend. Uh, Griffey and Piazza going into the Hall of Fame. What was your thoughts on their speeches? Um, interesting that somebody who was such a gifted athlete at such an early time in Griffey would be so nervous yeah, out there. You know, I thought and, that too. Uh, messed up his speech. I mean, you know, everybody says what a great speech it was, but a lot of it was almost incoherent. Uh, I mean, yeah. just because of nerves. Uh, truly emotional. But his suit was so cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was cool in baseball to see all the all the, the different white shoes. Yeah, that was great. I'd get a pair of those, yeah, even I though would... even though I don't play regularly, just to have. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I think I liked his tie the most with his logo right. on it. Right. I mean, yeah, I I was. I was surprised that he was the more emotional of the two. You know, he choked oh, up were more times very, through. They were but. both very emotional. I mean, but they the speeches usually are. 
Yeah, I thought I liked Piazza, but I thought it was very kind of by the numbers. He thanked all oh, these different people from sure. his past. And I liked how Griffey did manage to sneak in more off-the-cuff things, like talking about his son swinging a bat at a television, and he wasn't mad because you can't teach that swing. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> about Griffey, I mean, for Piazza, where do you, how do you think of Piazza as far as uh, great baseball players' baseball history? You know, where where does he... I mean, do you do you uh, think about him much? You're like, if, if you went to the I, Hall I of Fame, to, I don't go to sleep thinking about Mike <laughs> right. Piazza. No, uh, the uh, do I think about him much? Um, the <laughs> you mean you don't? Yeah. Piazza was always on when I, I think he was on the Dodgers when the Braves were still in the Western Division. He was, yeah, uh, and then he's on the Mets. He's like. Enemy number one, you know, his whole career. I mean, I forget the times of Oakland and San Diego and stuff at the end. But, I mean, uh, he, you know, so I've never – he was the best hitting catcher I've ever seen. Uh, More than Fisk, more than Bench. The best hitting catcher I've ever seen. Yeah. Now, he doesn't – he can't hold one of their shin guards defensively, you know. (laughs) So, I, you know, but he's the best hitting catcher I've ever seen. Yeah. Do you think he did it au naturel? Um, he's one of those ones that uh, there was just suspicion because of his uh, physique. He didn't exactly right. pass the eye test. Um, and the time that he played and everything. But... Uh, it just suspicion is not enough, you know, anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had that debate when he got elected and when right. it was when it seemed like this was his best year to get in. Right. Um, I I can't think of going to Cooperstown with my son and saying, Look up there, there's the great Mike Piazza. Um, certainly this the the home run just after nine eleven. I, I liked that he was public enemy number one of Roger Clemens as well. Right. That was yeah, intriguing. Yeah, true. He finished with a three oh eight lifetime batting average. A catcher hitting over three hundred in today's time. That's incredible. Yeah. And by all accounts pretty durable. I don't oh, remember oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. long uh DL stints for him. On the other hand, King Griffey Jr. Uh, does he get enough credit for always staying, you know, in these smaller markets? Does it seem amazing to you that he was never a Yankee or a Dodger oh, or a no, Red Sox? N- no, uh, I mean he's he went to the Reds because it was his father's team, and he grew up in Cincinnati, right? You know, uh, and that was his choice. Um, he didn't want to go to the Yankees, you know. So, uh, and he didn't always stay in small markets. He did end up in Chicago. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for a cup of coffee, but uh, yeah. the uh, I mean, he was drafted in Seattle and then he played in Cincinnati. That was his choice. I mean, so no, that is not surprising to me that you know, he made enough money. Uh, well, sure. I mean, for two things. Number one, he's he's routinely credited with saving baseball in Seattle, um, but he made baseball fun again. You know, he was the Michael Jordan of baseball and the Willie Mays of 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 that generation um do you think he is the last baseball player that was the most popular sports player in america right or yep. a team sports player he's the last one that was that was a baseball player i mean you know now you know it's lebron or one of many uh you know brady or several different quarterbacks right or, or steph curry or you know, whatever Right. He had his own video game. Yes, I know. And it was great. It was one of the best. Um, where do you think of Griffey as far as the great what-ifs? I mean, he was so injury-plagued after he went to Cincinnati. If he had been just healthier, let's say, are we talking he's the home run king, 3,000 hits? I mean, 3,000 hits, I think, for sure. He was, I think he finished with 2,800. Uh, yes, I mean, but that's so many different, you know, you... you 
when you get old, uh, like I am, you realize that there are all sorts of examples, you know, of people, what ifs. Uh, what if Mickey Mantle didn't have a, a bone disease? What if Roberto Clemente didn't die doing, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, what, what, what if so many, what if Mark Fidrich doesn't blow out his arm in one year? I mean, uh, there's so many what ifs. So I, I don't look, I, I would rather just, uh, Griffey was the Willie Mays of your generation. Yeah. And really, I don't know who, who, who the next Griffey Jr. is or should be. Um, well, it's gonna, right now it's Trout or Harper. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping it would be McCutcheon, but he doesn't seem to have the 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 GQ rating or whatever. No, no. Um, definitely cool that he puts the back the backwards cap on at the end of the oh, speech. Yeah, right. and he was very nervous about that. He was uh, nervous about everything, but good for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he certainly made baseball fun again, and for that, uh, I will always uh, I, I will definitely point out his plaque when in the Hall of Fame visiting the hall of fame with my son in theory um all right so what uh player if inducted would bring you to cooperstown to see it in person well i know your answer yeah go ahead Uh, it would be barry bonds yeah i've been to the hall of fame several times i've been to the uh ceremony and 2014 you went and saw maddox and glavin and uh bobby but uh it's too crowded then. The intimacy of Cooperstown, not just the Hall of Fame, is kind of lost in the crowds. Now, it's, it's cool that you have all of these people that are signing autographs that, that weekend and stuff. Um, not just Hall of Famers, you know, like John Rocker was. Yeah. There, you know? To see that parade has got to be pretty yeah. cool. Uh, but uh, no, I would rather go uh, when there aren't 50 grillion people there. Right. But, you know, I, I would go, I say Bonds kind of jokingly, but if he were to get elected by some means, you'd have to witness that speech in person just to be there amongst the crowd to just feel what the reaction would be. It would be interesting to see the Hall of Famers behind him, the reaction exactly. they would have. Ah, just priceless. What if, like, though, uh, you know, a Dale Murphy, let's say. Would if Murph finally got well, the credit that he's due? You know they're they're doing this uh, a new kind of veterans committee where Murphy will get another look. Uh, yeah, but no, I don't want to go at that time. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's dive now. Let's go let's go first to third with our trade deadline deep dive. Um, and first of all, let me extend a very hearty welcome to the sellers market to the New York Yankees. Welcome to the seller's market, New York Yankees. We've missed you. It's great to have you here. For those in New York not familiar with this, um, it means that your team is bad and not going to contend. So you actually have to trade away players instead of acquiring them. So just so you know the ground rules. So I'm not so certain that the Yankees are sellers. Don't uh, do this to me. There are only four games out in uh the uh, loss column for the all-star uh, I mean for the wild card thing however and you've got to give Cashman credit he gets Chapman for four insignificant uh, um, pro- not even prospects four insignificant players and they get back some very top quality uh, prospects in return yeah uh, and they still have a bullpen now i think they should be traders i think they are you know sellers they should be uh selling beltron and uh pineda and everybody you know they should be getting rid of a lot all right. these old guys that they can get anything for to share you know a rod <laughs> you know these people are you ancient. can't get rid of a rod i know i know uh, how i mean <laughs> I, i'm i'm curious what is the package that includes a rod and who's taking know. that on somebody took melvin upton uh, <laughs> yeah, and by the way, let's who just, is a, who's a big chip right now? What is happening out there? Uh, that know. is the I, I don't even know where we're gonna get to that, but I don't even know where to Melvin Upton Jr. It's raining frogs. It's yeah, officially raining frogs. No, I have seen it rain frogs. It, <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I'm serious. Where they are as tadpoles <laughs> absorbed into the and it, they, they're dead when they land with little tiny frogs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's obviously happening in San Diego yes, right now, is, and they need is. the rain anyway. Yeah. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions here, though, considering that you're trying to stomp on my dream of the Yankees being sellers. Um, obviously, yeah, Chapman's already gone. Um, 
and then Miller seems to be somewhat available. Um, he br- he brings a lot more in return. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because he's under what some control. Chapman just brought, uh, you know that, you know he he could bring a lot. Well, the Cubs are the team to to get these big pieces. I mean, they're you got to think they're the most all in because of how stacked their farm system is. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, you were saying earlier that Theo Epstein should go into the Hall of Fame. He'll he'll be in there. If the Cubs are in the World Series, he could quit right then, and yep. he broke the two biggest curses. You know, uh, yeah, the curse of the Bambino and the curse of the Goat, or whatever it is. Yeah, Billy Goat. He's a modern day Ghostbuster. Yeah, all by himself. Um, Carlos Beltran, though, is he the modern day equivalent of of David Cohn, but as a hitter? No. No, David Cohn was traded more uh, in his prime. More, you know, he was signing on with other teams. I don't think that we can say Beltran is exactly in his prime anymore. No, but when in his prime, I mean, to the Astros, oh, and then from the Mets to the Cardinals, and then he went to the Giants, and now he's been with the Yankees. And it's one of those guys Mets. you got. You you wonder, you know. Why does everybody want to get rid of him so much? Yeah, I, yeah. I, because he, I think he's just that valuable of an asset. I don't think it's anything about his character, but maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not passionate enough. Um, but the Yankees shouldn't they right now be trying to clear house to to make way for Bryce Harper's free agent year? They need to they need to add a little farm system, but isn't the biggest thing to clear space? So hence, try and get rid of Nova. Try to get rid of. Ellsbury. I, I don't. Uh, well, sure, that's easier said than done. Uh, but I don't know that the Yankees work on the same system that everybody else does. Yeah, you but know? I without without the boss there, it seems like that system doesn't. Yeah, it, yeah, it hasn't seems to have, uh, have been there without Steinbrenner. But uh, the uh, I don't. I mean, you know, they had one of these local contracts that was ungodly before it was fashionable, you know? And oh yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not just sure. I mean, in New York, I don't know that you can say we're cashing it in this year. Yeah. How crazy is it that we live in a world where like the Lakers and the Yankees are not currently the premier destinations. I mean, when Kevin Durant goes to golden state over the Lakers, I mean, yeah, yeah. times yeah. they are a changing. Um, all right, well, let's move on then. Let's move on to, uh, and I kind of have, I think we broke these down into the teams that are the sellers, the teams that are the buyers, and teams that might be best to just stand pat. So let's start with the teams that are sellers and have um, the other teams that are sellers, because I still think the Yankees are, um, that also have the best players available, of course. And let's go right to the Chicago White Sox. WTF Chris Sale. <laughs> The uh, yeah, I gotta believe that this was an attempt by him to get traded. Uh, his yeah. cutting off the uniforms. Uh, and apparently he has uh a problem with upper management somewhere, whether it's Ken Williams or the owner or whatnot. He was front and center with you know back in LaRoche when right. that whole thing went down. Sure. Right, and uh, actually. There, some of this is going to come up in the next uh, agreement, uh, the baseball agreement, the uh, be the control of the clubhouse, uh, right? And but you know, I mean, it seems like a, a crazy thing to do, but you know, it's also kind of a ballsy thing to do, you know, and yeah. only somebody like. Uh, a Chris Sale, the best player on your team, can do this. You know, yeah, he's still an employee of that team, and they may want him to take uh, some sort of photo shoots for charity and this sort of stuff, or show up at certain places. And he's got to do that. And if he's got to wear a uh, particular uniform for a particular day, and this brings in money to the. Uh, you know, in, into the organization, then he's got to do it. If it does, if it doesn't feel right, then he gets a bigger one. Uh, but I, I don't know. The whole thing was, it, it seems to be just a ploy to get traded. Yeah. And I mean, kudos to him. That's got to be one of the most bizarre stories of the year. Uh, so it, far, it is the bizarre story of the year. Yeah. And, and, and kudos to the White Sox for having 
the most colorful team <laughs> behind the scenes this this baseball season. Um, but beyond that, <laughs> beyond that, you know, it seems like the White Sox can now have an excuse to move a Quintana um, Robertson as well. Um, so is this fire sale time for the White Sox? They've underachieved the last two years with having a fairly significant payroll. I mean, you know. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. Uh, they have a lot of very big, attractive pieces. Uh, I don't follow them enough to think, well, if you add one or two pieces next year, are they, uh, you know, are they suddenly a contender? The pitching market looks so bare next year uh, and pitchers that are going to be available that Chicago is a place like New York is some place I don't know that you're allowed to cash it in uh right and uh now certainly I I think the Blue Jays are going to go after Quintana a lot I mean uh, uh maybe Texas as well Texas is going to be doing something here oh yeah uh, they seem yeah. to be primed as the biggest buyer right yeah uh, so uh and sale uh certainly becomes the uh, the prime chip uh, of you know anybody acquires him that is the number one pickup of the, uh, the trade before the trade deadline. But the White Sox may be able to get a lot more for him in the off season when teams are able to put together packages a little bit more. Right, certainly. Um, Same thing is true with Quintana. Right, but you know, for teams that are always in need, it seems like you could always add bullpen help at the tra- trade deadline. That, it, that's it never also, been a bad idea. So, what of a Robertson or a, a Duke? I, I think uh, you get more for relievers before the trade deadline than you do for starters. Uh, and so, in that I case, I think Robertson and uh, and Zach Duke both could uh, be available. Yeah, where do you think a Robertson would go? Let's say, because well, his name's been floated around. Quite a bit recently. Um, the Nationals, if they're unable to get Wade Davis, I think we'll go after Robertson. Um, they need another reliever. Uh, the uh, Rangers need they need starters more than anything. Right. Uh, but uh, they need pitching uh, as much as anything. Yeah. It just in general, does this trade deadline feel like that pitching is king? Like you don't hear a whole lot of talk of hitters you know big hitters that are going to move because there aren't any available right i mean that's um unless you're a brewer i mean (laughs) uh i think you were saying how the white Sox are going to be the big sellers i don't know that they are if they start selling their chips they have i mean nobody is bigger than chris sale but Lacroix and braun i mean you're talking uh you know, one of the arguably best young catchers in the game and a former MVP. They have a couple of relievers that are likely to go uh, in uh, Smith and Jeffress. You know, they uh, they could be real big and they certainly need to do something. Oh, yeah. Well, we talked about LaCroix a lot during the offseason. Right. So at this point now, who do you think is the the best trading partner and what what to that well, fact, know, what the, what does Milwaukee get in return? Well, the Mets offered them uh, the uh, the Arn, what's his name uh, Darno Darno yeah. uh, straight up, and they wouldn't do that. Uh, Mets may offer them more. Uh, the Mets need to do something. Yeah, is is it now time for the Mets to to part ways with some of that vaunted pitching, or would that be too panicky? Well, all getting broken. Well, exactly. Yeah. But like you know, Matt Harvey, yeah. do you do you sell? the upside of Matt Harvey to a Milwaukee Brewers doesn't well, seem like Harvey would want to pitch in Milwaukee when his walk year comes up. So, and, uh, the Matt Harvey, uh, is going to be a free agent anyway. I mean, you know, he's a Boris, uh, client. He's, uh, he's not somebody that Milwaukee is going to invest in. Right. But then Ryan Braun, I mean, considering some of the other outfielders that could be available out there, Melvin Upton Jr., um, who seems like a likely partner to take on Ryan Braun. Indians. The Indians. Indians certainly need an Also outfielder. good for the for Lucroy. Yeah. Indians are an interesting trade partner yes. for a lot of teams. Uh, and the Indians have uh, some young players. I mean, they got some prospects, Frazier and Zimmer and Chang. These are all players that uh, could bring a lot in return. Is it time for the 
Indians to just fully move on, maybe mentally or within the organization from uh, Brantley? Seems like more bad news has come out about his health. So, Uh, they need to do something now. They're you know they're in contention. You know this is uh, this is the year you trade John Smoltz for Doyle Alexander. (laughs) Yeah, good call. (laughs) Um, I love that that trade keeps coming up. That's that's such a great thing. Um, What other uh, teams that are in the sale to be sellers have the most attractive pieces? I well see. the Royals are very likely to be sellers. Uh, How about that? Uh, I mean, they're under 500 uh, right now, and uh, in 17 or af- next after next year, they have uh, Hosmer and Mustakas and Kane. All of these people are free agents. They're not going to be a little, you know the only they still uh, you know they they've locked up their catcher. That's it. Uh, and they signed back Gordon. Yeah, and that. And he's got a, a hurt wrist. He'll probably never be any good again. Uh, that is really hurting them. Yeah. Uh, the uh, and it was a feel good sign when right, it happened, but right. man, yeah. I mean, when you hurt your wrist like that in a, a part, uh, and I know this firsthand, in a part of your body that doesn't get that much blood, and it's so intricate and everything, it takes a long time for a wrist. To heal, it took me years, uh, really sure. years. With Freddie um, Freeman, we were worried about that, right. that that was going to practically ruin his career. He had so much trouble Did coming Bob back. Warner. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a, a lot of players. Uh, uh, DeRosa says it made him retire three years earlier than he anticipated. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's a, a crushing injury, and um, but they they have to. I mean, Hosmer and Mustakas and Kane. Uh, they're not going to be able to sign all those. So they need to do something. Right now, they're under 500. They're not going to catch anybody in the central. They're not going to catch the Indians. Uh, they're not going to be uh, a wild card team. So they need to do something. Now, Dayton Moore is under a different kind of pressure than a lot of GMs are under because of the, I mean, they were just, they just won it last year. Right, exactly. You know, They've uh, been two years in a row to the World Series winning it last year. Yeah. Uh, and within <laughs> an inning of winning it. Yeah. In but, 14. But Yankees were in the World Series in 61, 62, 63, 64. Look at them in 65. I would think that having come off of two years going to the World Series and winning one after having not even been in October for 30 years buys you goodwill. Oh, sure it does. To, sure it does. But people throw there are looking you know, for them to... Uh, to compete for them to just cash it in, people are going to like what, 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 what? you know? Yeah, uh, go yeah. all Marlins on us, right? Well, of of the pieces that they have available, uh, what's a big name that you think? Edison moved? Volquez. Volquez. Yeah, I think he goes to the Rangers. You think of the Rangers, he, despite his, you know, who he is? Yeah, <laughs> of the Rangers who need pitching, you think that's the most likely option or the best option for them? Most likely. Most likely. Uh, I mean, I think Santana could end up there as well. Uh, you know, the, the the twins have some... The great you know, Irvin Santana. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, he's dependable, you know, uh, when he's not suspended. And uh, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, uh, they they need starting pitching bad. Uh, you know, they, they need pitching across the board, but... Uh, they are a leaking ship, and the Astros are closing fast. Oh yeah, well the Astros—that's a—that's an interesting team because do you feel that the Astros are now in a place where they just need to stand pat, considering how strongly they've come on? No, uh, no, you you can always tweak your team a little bit, and that was one thing that Scherholz was so good for during the streak was bringing in something not upsetting the core of players there, but a. Uh, a utility player that added something uh, at the time. And so, uh, no, I don't think they should stand pat. Um, I will say that that's the the best double play combination since Vizquel and Alomar. Yeah, and Altuve is my AL MVP at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's uh, I really I think it's the best double play connection I've seen since Alomar and uh, the— uh, Vizquel. Yeah, Vizquel. That's uh, saying something for sure. Yeah. Well, for the Astros, I mean, they won the Uneski Gurel sweepstakes. Um, The Rangers, are Uh, they. they, You know, 
you're talking about them doing something. They brought up Bregman today. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, the uh, and they don't have any place to play him. They say he's going to play all the time. They just play him wherever. He's such a good athlete. You know, third uh, in the outfield, first base, whatever. Uh, it'll DH some, uh, but he's going to play. And uh, the uh, that's where they are. That's that's as much of a uh, a pick as, or I mean, a trade as you could find anywhere. Oh yeah, and I mean maybe Robertson from uh, from the White Sox. Maybe that's they the kind some, of guy they, they need go some out bullpen. and get. They need some bullpen. Yeah, if they are to get a Robertson or maybe a Miller from the Yankees, um, geez, look out! Yeah, <laughs> they. I think that would vaunt them right to the the top of the class. Um, and but going back to the Rangers, is I, is parting with Gallo or Jerickson Profar too steep of a price to try and get something somebody that may just be a rental? A, a rental, yes. But I mean, they've lost some people. Fielder who wasn't having a year, you know, and uh, um, their center fielder is always broken. Uh, so if when you've got a chance to win it, you'll go get a Doyle Alexander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, that's twice in one podcast. You got to make that reference. I'm jealous. Well, I mean, you know, he he won what 14 games or something. He was ridiculous. You know, he won the pennant for the Tigers. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, and Randy Johnson, you know, uh, right, right. You know, the, the list goes on and on. Another team that's in the sellers market um, that for me is such a disaster because I picked them to win their division, but the Diamondbacks. So. It's already being thrown out that, that they're going to try and flip Shelby Miller. Oh, no. Shall we have a moment of, uh, of of joy and jubilation to celebrate the Miller trade? You know, Shelby was good last year. Very good. You know, uh, and... I think 30-plus you know, starts with a three ERA. Yeah, I'm just, you know, what happened? What happened? People in St. Louis will tell you that they always knew that this is the real Shelby Miller, which is why St. Louis was willing to part with him in the first place. But, you know, the the, the D-backs, do they part with any of their big hitters because they don't have a farm system to speak of? No, we, we have their farm system. Yeah, uh, exactly. Or Atlanta has their farm system. Uh, the, um, I you know, um, who knows what that organization is going to do? They've made some, what I think some very poor decisions yeah uh, the uh so, well done tony larusa yeah i know i couldn't I, have happened to a nicer guy that's the truth all right and then talking about some wealth of riches the padres they've already moved pomerantz mm-hmm. andrew cash is uh Ad, andrew kashner gone by the end of by by sunday i think so uh only because padres are not shy about pulling the gun here certainly and how high do you value kashner uh, not as high as he's going to get in return. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, I'll tell you a team that's liable to be a seller that nobody's talking about are the Angels. I'm yeah. glad you brought this up. Is it possible? No, they're not. Gonna, they're not going to trade Trout. They're not yeah. going to trade Mike Trout. I no. saw that story from Sports Illustrated. Man, that would be huge. <laughs> yeah, it would be. But not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> defend defend them trading Mike Trout or defend them not to trade Mike Trout and I'll defend why they should. How about that? You tell me what you're going to get in return for Mike Trout that's uh, of equal value. <laughs> All of somebody's farm system. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, in, including the stadiums and, uh, <laughs> and the bats and balls, you know, uh, the... <laughs> Uh, the team bus uh, with I, I still think uh, Trout is the most valuable player in baseball and how old is he? 24. Right. Uh, I saw this this in the same Sports Illustrated article that his contract is a steal at six right. years 144 million because if you take his whatever the war value right. project he's worth like 70 million a year. Right. Uh, so I mean no, how, how can that? He is their future. They, they trade everybody else, you know. But they can't. Is the problem? They don't have anybody else that's. They're gonna. That, they're. They'll trade Houston Street uh, during this. You know, their closer, and I mean, they don't have a, a whole lot of pitching. But uh, Street would bring something, even though he's having a bad year. Uh, the. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, nobody else. Nobody's gonna go after pool holes. Uh, 
Well, but, Garrett Richards seems yeah, to be yeah. injured for forever. I mean, Jared Weaver is he? I, I think uh, they're do catcher. They get uh, anything for him? Uh, is it who Norris there? Uh, Ionetta, I thought. Oh yeah, Ionetta. Uh, and um, he's liable to be traded. I mean, but I think the Angels are going to try and move somebody. Well, that being said, isn't it a shame that Mike Trout is kind of wallowing in that? I don't know how you would classify what the Angels are right now. It's a it's a bloated team of overpaid veterans. And then Mike Trout. I saw Hank Aaron play here through the 70s. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but Mike Trout is the face of baseball, and I feel like... Hank Aaron was the best hitter in baseball, maybe baseball history, you know, and playing for a team in last place every year. Well, okay, do you think that during that time period that Hank Aaron would have been more popular if he was playing on a contending team year after year? Absolutely, 100% yes. Okay, so should the Braves have traded him? No. It well, was the only reason people went to the ballpark. But do you think that L.A.? And I wouldn't have seen him. I, I think I saw Hank Aaron hit over 100 home runs live. Right. And I wouldn't have seen that. So and no, plus about they, 500 pop-ups to yeah, second, second base. base. Yeah, I know. But, uh, but so, you, I mean, yeah, you got to appreciate him. But in L.A., does L.A. care? Do Angels fans? What do we think of Angels fans? No, I don't think anything of them. They're on yeah. the other coast. I don't think I don't think anything of most fans. You know. Let uh, me put it to you this way: Considering how the Angels are not in contention, they can't seem to get themselves in position to be an all-around exciting team for the foreseeable future. Where would you like to see Mike Trout play? Oh, uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> the. Okay, now let's bring it back to the realm of actual possibility. All right, then. Um, uh, I mean that's a good answer. I'm not. I'm not well, if he's playing in Atlanta, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> you said, "Where would I like to see him play?" I would really like to see him play here. Uh, the uh, he, I think it would be really exciting to see him play in San Francisco. Yeah, against the Dodgers, nineteen the, times a year. Yeah, the uh, have. I mean. Have him and Buster Posey on the same team. You have, you know, the that would be great. All right, you know. I mean, if and, and here now, it is that if, that being said, I wouldn't see him as much. I'd rather him be on the East Coast so I could see games. You know, uh, I maybe uh, wouldn't having uh, McCutcheon on one side and Marte on the other be nice to see him as a Pirate. Uh, the, right. Uh, uh, maybe. The uh, it he seems like he would fit in Baltimore, but he would fit anywhere. He's the best player in the game. <laughs> and that's that, like that's like saying, could Kershaw pitch for your team? You know, where would you like to see him pitch? All right, so your we, team, right? So now let's bring it to this potential blockbuster that people are now starting to write about: the Washington Nationals. You could give uh, Tanner Roark. You could give the shortstop Trey Taylor. Or Michael Taylor, the center fielder, uh, the the shortstop. They had Taylor, Turner. Yeah, exactly. Then you've got Harper and Trout on the same team playing the same outfield. Um, I think they need to be more concerned with holding on to Harper and going to get and adding to their pitching staff right now. There, uh, sure, it'd be interesting to see Trout and Harper on the same team, um, but. Uh, I don't, we'll never win a division <laughs> title for the next ten years, but yeah, I, I, you know that may be like uh, two big alpha dogs that are different in personality. I don't know that that would mesh that well either. Yeah, but it'd be fun to watch. Be yeah. a hell of a super team. And then you've got Daniel Murphy hitting in that lineup as well. I mean, that's a ridiculous murderer's row. Yeah, but we don't need to. You know, we don't. MLB is not the NBA. Right. No. I'd say no more. All right. Um, last team in the seller's market I want to talk about uh, is uh, Oakland. I mean, it's never a trade season unless we're talking about the Oakland Athletics. So, Sonny Gray? He's going to take a lot because yeah. I think the uh, same sort of thing that uh, with Sale. They may be able to get so much more for him at, during the offseason. Right. And Sonny Gray is not having his best year. No, he is not. Uh, any stretch of the imagination. He still has uh, control left uh, on his contract. So, 
what's his name? Hill, I think, is you know the the prospect who you wonder how this guy has been around forever and never pitched any innings. You know, he's only pitched like five hundred innings. He's like fifty years old. You know, <laughs> I wasn't uh, aware of that fact, but the uh, yeah, he, he has hasn't pitched that much. He doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him. Yeah, am aware that they are asking quite a bit for him. I mean, right. you look at what the Red Sox had to give up to get Pomerantz. Apparently, Oakland's asking for twice the value. So, and you look at what the Cubs just gave up for Chapman on a walk here. I mean, yeah. you know, so yeah. I mean, but the Cubs, you know, long term, they have so many of those young players under control. For, right, right. So they're they're more like they're more able to do something like that and. You know, if it, if if Chapman doesn't stay for the long term, they they bounce back. Um, but what about you know Reddick? Obviously, Reddick's going to be gone. Well, any I, any way you see him staying there? No, no. And then would they part with uh, the fan favorite Vogt? I think you know. I think Billy Bean would part with his mother. Yeah. You know, if uh, he got he'd part with Mike Trout if. <laughs> Right, he would be. That would be the one scenario where you get Trout traded. Yeah, put Billy Bean on that team. Well, Oakland. I mean, they were off to me. What did they get for Donaldson? What did they get for Donaldson? Whatever. It's it's probably gone now. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, they're all that. They are the butt of that joke year in and year out. That the 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 pennant contending teams, half of their team, was playing in Oakland to start the year. Um, but do they have that same kind of chip available? Like. You know, Hill seems to be a little bit, they're asking too much. Um, Reddick, Chris Davis, do does Oakland have the talent available that they've used to? No, no. I mean, yeah. but because they, they always trade him. Sonny Gray is a valuable chip, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, but I, I think they'll they'll get rid of somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, absolutely. <laughs> There's no way they do nothing at a trade deadline because then it's not a trade deadline. So, um, but I, you know, of all those names being floated around, I really think Reddick is the only one that actually moves. Could be because I, I think pitching chips are going to be so well. They, I think Hill might, and you know where I think Hill might go is the Giants. No, because I mean the Giants are in dire need of pitching right now unless Kane yeah. makes some sort of uh recovery here out of nowhere yeah well we're Samarja he did okay over the weekend and you still got those three pitchers at the top and certainly Mad Bum uh took him to a title with yeah not a whole lot behind him I uh see Samarja has not he had a good game this weekend but that was like the first one in like five games or so yeah uh, I mean their their starting pitching's been getting They've won two out of the last 12 games. Right. Events, you know, so yeah. uh, they could use something. Hard to imagine that they would stand uh, pat at all. Right. Um, so so let's see Peavy bringing them, you know, uh, the pennant. Yeah. Um, well, so let's shift into the teams that are the big buyers. Um, the Cubs, I mean, what else to say of the Cubs? Are they going to go out and get a fourth outfielder? Is that a team that would be a good suitor for Beltran? I think the Cubs can go out and get whoever they want. Well, sure, but you know, again, and talking about I'm not you don't want what they need. You know, exactly. Uh, you know, they they can only put X amount of people on the roster at one time. Yeah. Well, the other superpower out there um, that is not as well set up as the Cubs is the Red Sox, of course. So, Pomerantz, good start. Yeah, and I, but I don't think they're finished, uh, and I think they could. Uh, he. That's one of the places I think that sale could end up yeah um most likely place if he is indeed available i see the rangers have a lot of chips right yeah i mean uh and they need pitching bad so i i think uh, i put the red sox is going more over the top to get it if it becomes an arms race between texas and boston that's why i think boston is more likely yeah yeah the uh i think the rangers may be panicking hearing the Astros behind them as well. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, let's say that the Red Sox don't uh, get Chris Sale in a trade. Then who do they go to? I think the Red Sox are still going to try and add another starting pitcher. Right. And uh, of that is Quintana, it? Quintana is uh, there. Um, the uh, Volquez is possibly – I, I, I don't think he ends up with the Red Sox. Uh the uh, you don't want him around Hanley Ramirez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
the uh, isn't it amazing that Hanley Ramirez has been playing first now for more than half the season? I mean, he started to really hit last month. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a three home run game! Uh, he's got. Yeah, I think he had nine in July so far. Yeah, uh, and is hitting a ton. But um, I can't see the Yankees giving anybody to the Red Sox. Uh, but um, you know, who knows? Maybe Santana ends up there. You know, uh, just to give him some innings. Well, for a long time, it was floated that Julio Tehran was on the Red Sox list of of who they were wanting right, to go right. after. So Sonny Gray could end up uh, with. The that's Red what Sox. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, by all accounts and everything, Tehran is not going to be traded. And he's like Archer and so many of the, the Rays that he is has such a club friendly deal that uh, and he's still young enough. Why do you trade him? Uh, right. I mean, the Rays, we haven't talked about them, but they have all this pitching that uh, is very attractive to people, and they're not going anywhere. There's nobody on that team that's untouchable, but why would they trade them? You know, so they can get a younger prospect, you know? Uh, right, I mean, you yeah. Know, they're, they're young enough. Uh, so. Yeah, and that. I th- and, and I think they will trade some pitching, uh, whether they trade. Uh, what we're talking about is the Red Sox would be after Archer. You know, they, you know. But Archer's been said far and wide at this point that he's not available. Um, right. The thing that's interesting about the the Rays to me is they've got this utility hitter who, um, it's Steve Pierce, right. having a great season that their hitting is the more likely thing to move. Um, for the need of a new stadium, I feel like the Rays uh, brass has got to make sure they've got an, a competitive-looking team, at least on paper. So yeah. that further argument for not trading any of their young pitching. Um, but do we really believe that Tehran is untouchable no. <laughs> with this Braves? No, no, no. I mean, I think if uh, and he shouldn't be if they that's if yeah. he gets a if they offer a Shelby Miller type deal for uh, Tehran, then you trade him. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, but. He is feels right. like Stockholm syndrome for us here in Atlanta, yeah, but it's finally like, okay, fine, just do it, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. I mean, you do look at uh, the Braves are somewhat following the model of the Cubs and the Astros and these teams that have built just tremendous farm systems. And uh, if that's what I mean, the key to baseball, uh, I was talking to my son about this. It, Right now, the major leagues, it's not about scouting. I mean, it's not about uh, coaching. It's not about having a rabid fan base like St. Louis or Boston. It's about player evaluation. That's what it all is uh, right now. And uh, our, you know, our player evaluation for so long was Ren's son, you know. Uh, so, uh, I mean, things have turned, if they can get, they they evaluate things correctly and get enough in return for Tehran. Then you trade him. You trade Jesus if you get enough in return. Uh, I'll trade you a Buddha <laughs> and an Allah for Jesus, straight up. Who says no to that? You can throw in an Abraham, and we're there. <laughs> I like this. I, I, let's get the let's get the contract signed. Vishnu. Yeah. This, this is a really dangerous path we're walking down at <laughs> yeah. this point. But, uh, yeah, I mean... You're the one that mentioned Allah, by the way. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, let's just go ahead and steer away from it as fast as possible. But you are correct. It is about pl- player evaluation, that that is the model of which success is being built. And in the last, you know, you've seen it pay off in spades for the Giants and the Royals in the last... Five, six years. Um, So that brings us to the Orioles. I mean, we talked a little bit about them earlier, but they're one of those teams that needs pitching just like the Rangers, just like the Red Sox. Real out of character for them to make a big move in season, though. Really? You know, they're not the type of team to do that. And what I believe they should do, I don't think they're going to go out. They don't have a farm system at all. 
They're, right. They're not going to go out and be able to get a Chris Sale or a Sonny Gray, but they could go out and get a Carlos Gonzalez and then just try and beat everybody's team, you know, outscore them 15 to, you know, 12 every night. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're more likely to do something like that. I actually did hear Bill Simmons say that he thinks this is the year where offense is going to win the World Series. You know, it's always said that pitching wins in October, but it's the national pundit there. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that. I watched too many brave defeats in World Series. Yeah, that's true. But often they were beat by a really lights out pitcher in the in the in the contest. I mean, ninety one Jack Morris, ninety two with that Blue Jays team, but. Those teams scored more runs than us. That's true. Well, typically we that's how you pit- always win. And we had the best pitching. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was those years are, you know, about well, as I really, much about offenses, anything, you know. Well, I really, I, I mean, truthfully, I, I look at a lot of that time with the Braves in the World Series as proof of how valuable a bullpen is. Well, yes, but also the Braves during that time were set to win in the long haul. They were there every year, and that was because they had uh, every night they brought out a pitcher that could win, you know. That, yeah. Uh, and it was, but that's not how you win in the postseason. You know, you do get a pitcher hot. Uh, you know, you get a, a mad bum hard, hot, and uh, the uh, and you score more runs than the other team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, so let's go now to some interesting teams that uh, could stand pat. They are uh, on the fringe, if you will. And, uh, you know, my Detroit Tigers. Um, do they make a move uh, to make up the wild card uh, gap? They do have two pitchers coming off of the DL right. in Zimmerman and Norris. And their new GM, Avila, has said that they're not interested in trading some of the big prospects that they got at last year's trade deadline. So what do you I, make? I don't, I mean, they may go pick up a small piece. They could be, uh, I think, uh, there's certainly somebody that could be interested in a, uh, a, one of the relievers that's out there. I think an interesting, uh, here, I'll make a prediction here. I think they get Trevor Rosenthal from the Cardinals. Nice. Because Rosenthal is no longer their closer, uh, you know, the Cardinal closer. Um, and uh, I think he would be a good fit for the Tigers. Even given his struggles. Right. Like what right. led him to – you think that Detroit is a – Detroit's a, a haven for relief pitchers with struggles. <laughs> that hurts. I, that I, hurts. I understand Nathan is making a comeback. I heard that too, but I don't think it's with Detroit. I think <laughs> yeah. just in general, but – yeah, no, that list goes on and on for years. I'm surprised the Angels aren't trying to trade the freak to Detroit. Yeah, God, and then Detroit would move them to the bullpen and try go. and rely on that. Um, I I hope that they actually make a legitimate trade for somebody not on recovery road. Um, but at the same time, that payroll is so huge, and I think at some point maybe they just have to you know, pay their tab and realize that it's see if we can get a who who's tradable from the uh from the Tigers outside of like JD Martinez. Not much not much. Yeah. Um and then the Blue Jays bullpen Blue, Jay, and, Blue Jays need pitching. Yeah. I mean uh bullpen and, and starting they, cru- they crush the ball. They there crush the ball. Uh oh they yes they need well no they uh their bullpens, you know, what's his name, uh, has 20 saves this year. You mm-hmm. know, he, uh, he only had 20 all of last year. Uh, right. So uh, their, their bullpen has been fairly strong. Grilly, actually, you know, grilled cheese has been helping them out. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, happy for him. Very yeah, happy I am for too. him. Uh, the, uh, they, need, they could use another starting pitcher. They mashed the ball. And you're talk, we're talking about the responsibility of certain organizations. You know, they're drawing more than anybody in the American League. Absolutely. Uh, uh, they, have, uh, they owe it to their fan base to do what they can. Which, by the way, speaking of drawing a crowd, the Yankees are playing the Giants on a Sunday afternoon with two premier pitchers going in two of the premier franchises 
In all of baseball, marquee franchises, place was barely half full. I've never seen that many empty seats for a game like that in New York. And also, I heard that the White Sox are drawing less on average than the Braves. Well, I told you, attendance. You know, I think our last yeah. podcast we were talking about how attendance is down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Significantly. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing to see it affect these marquee franchises as well. So, but with Quit the. Quit all the instant replays. Yeah. Um, with the Blue Jays, who do they give up and uh, to get, say, a. I mean, what, what starter seems like a good option for them to go after? I don't know. I don't think they have a whole lot in their farm system. I, no, they gave I, up quite a lot I, to get David Price. That's and, for sure. And Tulo. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I I don't know. Uh, they mashed ball. Joey Bats is coming back now. Uh, you know, off the DL. Uh, Perhaps a Mets blockbuster. We give you an Encarnacion. You give us a. Meh. Yeah. Uh, Mats with the. I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, Incarcion's uh, going to be a free agent next year. You're, you know, what What do you, that's a one-year rental. You're not right. going to get a mats for that, you know? No, that's a good point. Um, and then Miami. Miami has no farm system. What are you going to do, trade Christian Yelich? Yeah. Um, you know, the. Uh, if they just stand pat, you know, if they don't. Not just, pitching. But one-game playoff in Miami because I think they lead the wild card right now. Fernandez, who's right. untouchable in Miami, I mean, and then you're in the postseason. So, yeah, if you can spin one of those outfielders for a, a good starting pit, a good MLB-ready number two or... One of those outfielders. Which one? I, uh, I would... Sooner? I mean, yeah. uh, it's got to be. You can't trade Christian Yelich or Stan. Yeah, it would be Azuna. The, uh, now... That said, to tell Miami you can't trade somebody that doesn't fly. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, yeah, they uh, again would trade anybody. They're you know, you could see the entire Marlins moving to Oakland and the entire Oakland moving to <laughs> Miami. Yeah, that's true. But you know, they're really starting to feel the effects of uh, no one going to that. Yeah, you know, billion dollar stadium. Um. What of the Colorado Rockies? They're sitting on all of this hitting talent. God, they do crush the ball. Oh. And story, what a player. Yeah. Uh, they would like to move Carlo, uh, Cargo. And, and so that brings me to a preseason prediction. That seems like a, a true trading partner with the Mets because the Rockies have got to get their hands on somebody who can... they got to get some pitching somehow or another. But, I yeah. mean, you know, Cargo is just not going to, you know... The Mets aren't going to trade Mats, you know, or in your or Thor or anybody for cargo at this point. That's a good point. I, I mean, he he doesn't have any control left, you know. There's not a lot of teams that are in the market for a rental hitter. It would right, right. Well, at all. Uh, sure, the 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 Mets are in the market for a rental hitter, but they're not going to give up, you know, a blue chip uh, young pitcher. Right. Uh, for a rental. Right. But are the Rockies really like even, does it stand to a reason that they could make a run a la 2007? Do you see them as. I, I don't. 2007 was so bizarre. Such an anomaly. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't. I don't. The, they have not figured out a way to get pitching there yet. Yeah. Uh, after all these years, they, you know, uh, you know, no free agent's going to sign there and every pitcher's going to leave as soon as they're able to. Right. Um, with the Dodgers. Outside Dod Dodgers aren't doing anything. Uh, I agree. I don't outside they, of moving Puig. Uh, if it oh yeah, they would move him if they could. Uh, the he might be more uh, available to the Mets. Uh, but the uh, Let's get him on the same team as Cespedes. That sounds that sounds really good. They uh, they drive each other to work. Uh, if Kershaw is not coming back, they've got all this young talent, all this fun. They're going to just wait a year. Yeah, and that's been the idea. Of, you put that out at the beginning of this yeah, year. So right. I mean, and with Why Kershaw perhaps down now. Yeah. No, yeah. Do that. not rush that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now. 
in the NL Central, don't look now, but here come the Cardinals. What do the Cardinals do at this deadline? You don't hear them mention much. I mean, Trevor Rosenthal, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that, but... Well, I mean, uh, who knows? Uh, they need to probably trade an executive uh, to make up for the one who's in prison right now. Uh, but Four years. I know, I know. Four years. I know, I know. Uh, so the guy from Montley Crew killed a guy while he was drunk, and he got, I think, 12 months probation. That is and, pretty wonderful. And though. he's the only person that's involved. The only person, uh, fall guy. The uh, you have to have a fall guy. You have to have a bag man. The uh, yeah, looking for the Cardinals. Uh, well, we knew they weren't going to be. I still don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm still standing by that. Yeah, they they're they're only half game out of the wild card at this moment in time. But you'd have to think that. The, I mean, in the same vein, the Pirates, you know, they, they've had quite a roller coaster year, but they're back in the hunt for the wild card. That right. division is gone. I mean, let's just yeah. let's just forget that right now. Um, the the Pirates is there. Is this the moment to go all in, knowing that you're only going to get to a wild card? Should they consider kick the tires on a rental? You know, even if it's uh, gosh, it's hard because they've had such a miserable time in the wild card game. I know. You know I mean, it, history has not treated them well. You know, beyond the Chris Sales and the Quintanas and the uh, Sunny Grays, uh, there aren't a whole lot of really interesting pieces out there. A couple of relievers, Wade Davis, you know, and Robertson, perhaps. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of people that are instant. You know, there's not a David Price or a Tulo or even a Johnny Cueto or anything. You know, in the last couple of years. Yeah, oddly, uh, a Roldis Chapman didn't move the needle a whole heck of a lot. And considering he throws the hardest fastball possibly in baseball history recorded, I, I think it would have. He went to a team that we are assuming is already in the playoffs. Right. Uh, if he goes to a team. That you know, if he went to the Blue Jays uh, or the Rangers, uh, some I think that it would have moved the needle more. Yeah, well, and and that seems to be, I mean, the Rangers are in the most interesting situation because of how strong the uh, Astros are coming on. But like, and they've got a, a tremendous. Uh, they got players that they don't even have positions for. Yeah, I mean, but with the. Indians, it seems pretty safe to say that they're going to win their division. And then in the American League East, seems wide open, just as we thought. Yep. Just as we thought. And then, yeah, in the National League, the, the Nationals, that seems pretty much locked up on the division. The Cubs, um, the Giants, even with their struggles, I mean, they're still 18 games over 500. So I feel like that that division is still there. So um, I'd have to agree. I, I can't think of a, a lot of pieces out there would be really attractive if they moved to <laughs> we didn't talk we didn't talk about seattle well that's there i have seattle in there with like the twins the angels and the braves as a i don't know what to make of it so what what's your take on seattle at this at this trade deadline i don't know <laughs> oh what's my take on them i think they should be trading people but i don't know who they can trade yeah, it, I, I think we are at the point. For I don't the know Mariners what their to... their players' contracts are like. That has so much to do with it. I mean, we saw the Chapman trade today took all day after the players were agreed upon. There is so much involved in trading people uh, with contracts the way they are today that you know I, I don't know that the uh, Seattle's capable of doing that sort of thing. Right. I mean, they've got. Still, Cano and Nelson Cruz, who are big mashers. Right. But then, are we? Have we reached the point where King Felix needs to be on the? He's move? having a uh, a down year. Yeah, and he injured. Showing, he's been injured. He's showing signs of age. Yeah, but I I love I've loved watching King Felix so much that I almost wish they would trade him just to put him on a contender. It's unfortunate when a pitcher that good never sees the postseason. You know. It's also. The Chipper Joneses in life, you know, the guys who play their whole career, your Cal Ripkins and Tony Gwynn's, that's, those are priceless stories in baseball, and fewer and fewer. 
Yeah, that's true. And uh, kudos to King Felix because he could have gone anywhere. Yes. And, his I mean, free, and he, he's always said he likes Seattle. He wanted to stay there. So, but they're a hard team to make to make sense of when it comes to long term plan versus right now. Um, you know, we didn't talk about the Reds that much, uh, and we didn't talk about the Phillies either. Uh, Phillies, Phillies has got some stuff. Uh, they're going to trade some pitching. Uh, the Reds. Uh, why hasn't Jay Bruce been traded already? You know, I know, uh, and and his stock just c- keeps on going down. It's, yeah. it's like AOL stock at this point. Right. I, you know, I yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the Rangers will make uh, probably the the biggest move. I'll agree with that because you talk about a franchise that uh, I, I think has the pressure to maintain the goodwill from last year. Interesting that they might be with the Phillies again, trading for Helixson or um, someone from that organization. So so we'll see. And uh, um, so now coming into home, you got a book for yes, us. Yes, I uh, we we've had shows on novels in baseball uh before and i haven't even finished this novel but i would uh michael shaban's summerland uh it is a michael shaban is one of the uh, the best writers uh you know this is the adventures of cavalier and and craig the uh a one of the best writers around today and this is a truly uh epic fantasy it's a great book Really? What, yes. What's the... Uh... His style of writing, uh, it starts off with him talking about fairies. Okay. <laughs> but it's a baseball-centric book or no? Oh, yes. Very much. It's it's a baseball novel. It's a baseball novel. Yes. Give, give us the setup. Who Who's our main... Who's our protagonist and what is the... No, uh... no. Not, not till I'm finished with it. Yeah. Uh, I'm only about two-thirds of the way through uh, so far. Put that, I... put that right there. Summerlin by Michael Chabon. I and I, uh, a former student, I uh, talked about reading this uh, Kim Blass, and uh, that turned me on to it. I, it had been a long time since I had read something by Chabon, but uh, is it so far better than If I Never Get Back? No, I wouldn't say that yet. But it's uh, it's better written. Uh, better written. Chabon is like one of the top writers around today. His way with words is he is a true wordsmith. All right, there you go. We'll check that out. Michael Chabon's Summerland. Um, well, thank you, Coach. Thank you for uh, the recommendation. And, uh, of course, thank you to everyone watching on the YouTube channel, uh, listening to us on SoundCloud. You can find all things Running the Bases at runningthebases.com. And please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Running the Base. So uh, for Coach Bounds, I'm Tucker Wells. Uh, this is the Running the Bases podcast. Coming into home and we're safe. Uh, Coach, you have yourself a great week. I'll see you next time. Good night.